Hello and welcome to Meet My Potential podcast, where we talk to leaders from around the world to inspire and ignite your potential. This is your host, Deepak Natarajan, that Indian girl from Toulouse in France. Today, we're going to be talking to Katja von Bergen on attitudes and dialogues. Exactly. So Katja is the managing director and an entrepreneur of Agile Transformation business unit for the German consulting firm, Dr. Cross and Partner. And she's soon going to be starting her own business. She has been in the change consulting domain for the last 12 years and has been involved in projects, some of which went really well and some which went badly. And you know, my own personal opinion on that, how often in introductions do people come up and say, well, I've succeeded and I've failed and I think that's a great quality. So she is really convinced and she lives with the conviction that for change to succeed, the people who initiate the change must really be serious, have endurance and proceed iteratively. And I can't agree more on especially proceeding iteratively. I think that's so key. And she says that if you don't succeed, then it's always because their people are not really open with each other and that there is no true dialogue about the goals and what the people need. So without further ado, let's welcome Ketcha. Right. Hello and welcome Ketcha. How are you doing today? I'm very fine. Thank you for having me here. Well, it is a pleasure to have you and especially to talk about attitude and dialogues. Like we struggle, I think everybody at some point in their life struggles with relationships. So let's get right into it. Like what got you interested in people's attitudes and dialogues in relationships? Well, I, I mean, people are social beings, right? Um, that's deeply rooted in our DNA. And it's a known fact for decades that high-performance teams can only perform if the team members know each other, build a stable group, and trust each other well. And it's a little bit like pack of wolves, right? <laughs> if for some reason the group reforms or the ranking order is uh, different, there's always negotiation in it. And um, I do truly believe that um, successful changes can only happen if uh, people get into a dialogue with each other and talk truly about their concerns or their beliefs or their needs as well. <laughs> so funny you're mentioning that because yesterday I was talking to people, um, I was doing a little workshop and I told people, yes, it's totally normal that, you know, sometimes we create distance in relationships because like we don't want to express how we feel. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't want to talk about our anxieties. We don't want to talk about our fears. And especially when people trust us to do some particular job, which is like challenging for us, we don't want to express how we have our own self-doubts. And, you know, sometimes we think, it's normal not to express that. But the thing That's is, right. the more we actually keep things to ourselves and then we don't have these difficult conversations, the more we create distance. Yes. And especially now in, um, in, in nowadays with all this virtual working, um, the spontaneous coffee kitchen uh, conversations are just missing or 
people um, becoming more and more alienated um, because they only have these daily video conferences where they only actually talk about facts, figures, and tasks. So the um, social um, events and social dialogues just go missing um, throughout all this virtual working, although I love to work from home, but people are social beings and need to be connected uh, more than they do now. You're so right about that. And, you know, I love working from my house because one, uh, it gives me time to do my yoga in the morning, which I never had yeah. all this time for before <laughs> because I was commuting, you know, often to, you know, for meetings. And now every meeting is going virtual. So this is great. And at the same time, I can see how this impacts people in corporates. Like, we can just say that, let me stick to my job. Let me stick to that meeting and get yes. that task done. So exactly. we get into this very, like you said, fact-based exchange of thoughts, ideas, and tasks that we cannot look into the eyes, smile, and see the human side behind the person. Yes, well, you, you, you can do that better now thanks to um, better video conferences, te techniques and everything. You can at least look each other into the eyes and smile. But um, you, for some reason, companies don't do that. They uh, don't smile a lot anymore or don't even put their cameras on and they only talk about business and not about um, their social lives. And usually... In teams, they do that. They get to know each other. They ask each other, "Oh, how how is your children? How are your children doing? What is your uh, what was your uh, party yesterday with your wife? What well, had birthday and stuff like that?" And that's all missing now. I know, I know. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so, so, so tell me a little bit. Like, what do you love doing on week on weekends? What do I love doing on weekends? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm actually uh, a lot in the nature. I'm, uh, we do have a holiday house in a lovely area where it is, a pro it's a protected area as well. And there are woods, there is, uh, the, the river Elbe. And I love walking with my dog and, uh, be sitting around the fire pit with my family and friends and having conversations and doing storytelling with a nice glass of wine at the fire pit. I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very interesting <laughs> and very inviting. If I'm ever close by, oh, I'm going to ask along. you to invite me. <laughs> There's always a free seat on my fire pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've lost this sense of sitting around this fire, like, you know, in the office that would look like, you know, uh, around a coffee machine, just having a laugh or, you know, people smoking outside together. And that's one of the advantages of smoking is like suddenly, yeah. you know, people who don't know each other, you know, <laughs> come around uh, a smoke and, you know, Definitely. start talking to each other. And, and that's what's like that little spark in your day, that little laughter, right? Because we're not robots anymore uh, to go into one Zoom call to get things done, put tick marks or not to do and move on along in the project. So you've been doing this work and, you know, I'm waiting for you to tell people what you do. Uh, <laughs> how do you bring, like, first, like, tell us what you do and how, and the second question, you know, I have so many questions for you. And the second one is like, how do you bring this into the virtual world? Yes, well, um, people do talk about mindset a lot, don't they? Um, it's, it's a mindset change, and it's one of these buzzwords nowadays. It's always, if, if you have any doubts, it's always the mindset is the problem, or the mindset is right, or something like that. And we were thinking, okay, yeah, well, fine, but what is the mindset? Okay, 
you can watch the behavior, but uh, you still need to find out what led to the behavior, um, the motivation behind that and something like that. So we uh, developed a set of cards um, where people can come together and by um, structured or um, randomly asked questions, um, ask each other questions like, oh, uh, what was your uh, emo most emotional um moment in your career or what are you most proud of something like that so people get into in a playful well way get into a conversation about things they normally don't talk about and that is just one format we developed to um to help people and institutionalize um, a dialogue which is different from the normal business talk And you can play that with a big group, with a small group, and you sit around like at the fire pit and ask each other questions. We develop group questions and individual questions, and the group questions are usually related to uh, some other member of the group. But now in the virtual world, uh, it was not enough for us. We redesigned uh, this attitude and dialogue so you can use it in a virtual meeting as well. And we actually added some action tasks to, um, to it. So it's a little bit like truth and dare for business. You know the game truth and <laughs> truth or yeah, dare? Yeah, I know. I know. This <laughs> reminds me like, you know, when my daughter comes back from school and we have uh, dinner at the dinner table and sometimes I ask her the question, oh, so how was your day? What are you most happy about in the day? Yeah. And she's like, she goes, she's 17 and she says, mom, stop coaching me. Stop asking me those coaching questions. <laughs> So, uh, you know, and then uh, we walk into, uh, let's say, a party and, you know, it's so boring to ask the other person like, hey, what do you do? And then, uh, I, you know, I said, okay, let me try another one this time. So once I went in, uh, you know, to a gathering in a weekend and I said, what do you love doing? Mm -hmm. And the guy just looked at me and rolled his eyes over like, what? What's that crazy question? Like, what do you love doing? <laughs> so, you know, I like how you bring these questions. And it's so important. Like, I'm a firm believer. Like, you know, I have this Rethink Leadership program. And in the program, we analyze and look at the first 21 years of the person's lives. Because, like, you know, like you said, the behavior that we see on the outside is coming from a certain experience, coming from a certain educational pattern, coming exactly. from, you know... Um, what we have learned by seeing through our errors, through our mistakes. And, you know, so therefore we've made some conclusions and we've said, okay, these are some kind of formative assumptions that we have. And our behaviors are actually sitting on top of those assumptions and sitting on top of those beliefs and those mm -hmm. set of values. Now, the questions that you just mentioned, like, you know, what was your most emotional moment? It takes us to that point in life where we can start to actually see what's important to that person, what makes this person move, and we start to understand that person better. Exactly. And these are fabulous questions. And I also imagine that, let's say, you, you know, at the end of this episode, we give people three, like, value questions that they can go and ask immediately so they can kind of get to know the people that they work with. Mm -hmm. But I'm also wondering... How do we avoid, like, the kind of comments that, I mean, like, I love my daughter, okay? <laughs> But, you know, where she said, mom, stop coaching me, right? Uh, we don't want that in the office setting. So, you know, what uh, pre-work needs to be done before we bring in these type of questions, before we try to understand the attitudes um, and, and dialogues and have these kind of 
valuable dialogue, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think you first of all need to invite people to do a, a card game <laughs> in, in this case. I mean, you're talking about two different things. The one thing is I'm talking with someone somewhere in a coffee kitchen and I most certainly don't ask them what is his vision for life or <laughs> something like that. You don't <laughs> do that in a coffee kitchen. Um, yeah. But... Um, if, if we talk about teams now, um, who want to, um, you are, for instance, in a team development workshop and, um, then you just invite them for a little card game. Um, and you can, especially virtually, you need to do some fun things in between as well. Otherwise, um, it's just hard work and not this playfully, um, happily getting to know each other. So you just um, invite them for this card game. And um, most people like to um, have dialogues in a sort of powwow style. yeah. And most people like um, the thrill of truth and dare as well. We all remember that out of our childhood. And if you just invite them to join you, um, I only had ever one um, group where that was a conservative group of manager, all a little bit older and very conservative. And only out of 20, only two really had uh, um, could be bothered to join. And I said, well, it's okay, then we do that. And we did that in front of the others. And they soon, one by one, joined in. And we actually had a lot of fun for two hours. And I got the feedback, Katja, we never had so um, deep talks with each other. And it was never able that we, in the whole group of 20 managers, listened to each other like that and uh, not starting to discuss or disagree and, you know, um, battling a little bit um, verbally. So they really joined in, although they were sort of suspicious a little bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but usually the fun um, kicks in and then everyone wants to join. And um, with this set of cards, I actually did that in China as well with the group. So it's interesting international proven and intercultural proven as well. And mm -hmm. it um, goes in both directions. It's on the one side, something where um, um, normally more um, fun-making, joke-making group can step into a more earnest conversation as well. And the other way around as well, a group which is usually too earnest suddenly um, come out with a lot of fun together and jokes. So it works in both directions. And we had both very touching and very, very funny moments with that. I have so many questions lined up for you. So I'm going to go one after the other. <laughs> you mentioned the word suspicious. Tell me a little bit about that. What happens? What makes us suspicious when we get into a game like this, where we're talking about, you know, questions that reveals a part of us and we have to reveal a part of us in a professional setting. I'm saying that because we, um, a lot of people I work with have this work part mm -hmm. and personal part. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm this way at work. Oh, I'm this way in my personal life. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I go like, well, you're the same person. Tell me something. When you come back home and you had a bad day at work, do you bring that into your house in the way you show up with your kids? Do you get irritated? Do you want to just keep quiet and go sit on the sofa and just browse? Uh, you need some time to, you know, uh, detox yourself. 
And they go like, yes, of course, it's normal. So, you know, you're the same person. You don't open your house door and say, okay, I've forgotten. That's my work. And this is my personal side. We're the same person. Uh, but, and yet at the same time, to open up in a professional setting, we get suspicious. Why is that? Well, I assume that um, people are anxious to reveal too much about themselves. Um Maybe it is a sort of taboo in a system to become private sometimes as well. And uh, to become more private, of course, you need trust. But how do you do develop trust only um, through learning experience, uh, which proves the opposite? So um, and, and sometimes they are anxious that some of these questions may go too deep. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, people only answer as deep as they want to. If it is a question um, which they don't like as much, um, then they make or, uh, or where they don't want to answer too truthfully, then they just make a joke about it. And that's fine as well. Um, nothing can go wrong, but they need to see and experiment it first. So, or experience it first. Um, fabulous. Fabulous. I just want to stop there for our listeners. And I want to say... Uh, this is a very, very valuable thing that Katya just said. It's like, you know, you can decide to wear your life jacket and just float the surface. That's right. Or you can decide to let go of your life jacket and, you know, go a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. So uh, you cannot build trust unless you show up, unless you show people a little bit about yourself, unless you get vulnerable. And, of course, you're going to get more vulnerable if the trust gets reciprocated. So... Unless you take, you don't have to go to the deep end right at the beginning, like she says. Mm -hmm. But and I, and having said that, take one step. I hope you will take one step today when you meet somebody, either on a Zoom or <laughs> face to face in the office, to say something a little bit more about. And this is about yourself. And I'm sure, Katja, you'll share with us some, you know, few key questions that will help us to reveal ourselves and get closer to the other people. Yes. Okay. I, I'm still not too sure if you if you ask um, a stranger in a coffee kitchen these questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but for instance, if you want to know more about a person, ask him what is he most proud of? And you will find some people have difficulty with this question because maybe they got trained uh, and socialized that you shouldn't be too proud about yourself. But if yeah. you ask them, they then can tell you about an achievement uh, they at least liked or uh, what gives you a lot of energy or another question I really like. Oh, is wait, what hold on, hold on. Before you go to the next one, <laughs> like this is really great, right? Okay. So uh, what are you most proud of, Katja? What am I most proud of? See, now I have the same difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to say about my children, that would be the normal uh, answer. But I think I'm proud of that I constantly thrive to better myself. And I achieved a lot within my personal development. Um, for instance, um, bringing up the children, I started a coaching, um, a co coaching curriculum and I self-regulate myself because I understand myself better now. So I'm, I'm actually, I, I think I'm proud about being self-reflective and trying to better myself and about my attitude for that. Mm. Mm. Thank you. And you? Oh, 
I, I, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind today is I'm actually proud that I woke up early <laughs> and I did my yoga and meditation outside. Like I live in the south of France. It was beautiful. It's a nice, beautiful summer day here. And, you know, right before sunrise, uh, doing my sun salutation outside uh, in my garden, I this was like a proud moment. Like I, I just, I'm just very proud of it because like, you know, it is, it was a challenge for me to wake up uh, at five, five thirty in the morning for some years. And now it's become a habit and I'm actually proud. I got to this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then there is another question I can ask you. What are you really grateful for? Ah, well, I am really grateful. And this is like, and I'm, I'm really sorry for this. And yet at the same time, I'm very grateful. Like the COVID last year's lockdown, personally, I'm so grateful for that because I would have never stopped doing what I did, which is running workshops, taking flights three or four times a month. Uh, it just brought that travel to a standstill And I'd always dreamed of creating, of like putting my methodology into a digital platform. And I had catch up three months of no client calls, no work. <laughs> like in the last 10 years of like flying, mm -hmm. everything came to a standstill. That's right. And that was such a gift for me. And now I've got the third edition of the book, of the workbook published. And I look at it and I'm like, Yeah, I'm so grateful because I know that the impact it brings. And I couldn't have done that mm -hmm. had it not been for that, mm -hmm. which, which is very unfortunate. You know, it brings us this question like, why do we need something external? And I, this is like totally deviating away from the topic as to why we're here. But why do we need something external to do the things that we really love? Mm -hmm. We cannot stop that. And so, yeah. That's what I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You see, uh, I can just reflect. It took me to a very um, deep place of answering that question, what am I grateful for? It took me to a place of connecting with myself. Yes, exactly. And By connecting to yourself, you opened up to me as well and to everyone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> and uh, that is how we get to know each other. We don't get to know each other by asking what was the latest thing in school or, you know, what have you done today in, in terms of tasks. We don't get to know each other by then, not at all. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, we are social beings. We want links, right? And so we are trying these little things like, um, oh, uh, how was your weekend? Oh, the weather is bad. You know, tomorrow they announced a storm. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, this football match. Did you watch that? Oh, you know what? This is the new regulation in school with masks, without masks, vaccinations. Like, all that's great. So what that points to for me is that we want that link. And that's why we're trying to find those common points. And what you're saying is, stop floating the surface. Like, that's it's right. great. That's you right. know, <laughs> talk about the meteor, talk about the weather. <laughs> yeah. Ask and get to know the person. Yes. 
exactly. Um, and I think it needs to be institutionalized a little bit. It needs a facilitator in the beginning. I mean, okay, you, you in, in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, you can do that as well. But for um, to get um, teams to perform better, they need to um, know each other well. And uh, we we developed a, a lot of formats, but this um, special format, Attitude and Dialogue, I'm mm -hmm. happy to give away for free as well. Oh, wow. Whoever. Oh, my God. Yeah. We've got to put down links in the show notes. So for the listeners, if you want to grab a cop copy, I don't know how long Katja is going to keep this free, but <laughs> uh, while she has this offer on the table, I would highly recommend uh, getting them and downloading them as quickly as possible. Just, just, um, get, just ping me on LinkedIn and I will send you a, a copy, a PDF, and you can use it for your virtual meetings. Thank and you. And bring valuable dialogue into the world. <laughs> <laughs> How do you bring valuable dialogue in the world? And like you said, right, these, uh, these kind of sessions need to be well facilitated. What are some of the ground rules for facilitating these kind of sessions? Oh, well, be easy with it. Um, you know, it's not, you cannot force someone to do that. Um, make it fun. Um, just introduce it and say, come on, let's try. Uh, who wants to try with me? And then people usually, um, as uh, when the facilitator of a group says, come on, let's give it a go. If it, if it is crap, then we stop after one round. <laughs> uh, usually they want to do a third, uh, a second or a third round. Just um, be uh, sort of easy with it, have fun with it and facilitate it in a way. Um, if some, if, if it is too, too much on the surface, if they don't go in with any question deep enough, then just ask a second question after the question. If he's just, if someone is just answering on the surface, uh -huh. then yeah, improvise and ask another question regarding that first question he drew. Got it. Okay. So take it easy. Um, let people reveal themselves at their own pace and uh, create a space. And I'm also hearing this is create a space that is non-judgmental. And the third thing is like, you know, if someone is answering at, a, at the surface level, it's maybe the question. It's maybe not the person. So ask another question that takes it to a deeper level. And if the person doesn't want to go there, respect that. Yes, then just draw another card. And um, I think it's really a good way to get into a conversation. If you, A lot of teams try to socialize in an evening as well. But mm -hmm. if you sit there in a an, um, an virtual meeting with more than three people, um, it's a hard conversation. Always the same three talk a lot and the others don't say anything. And this... Um, attitude and dialogue is where is a format where everyone listens to one person and has fun with each other. It makes it easier to have a social event in a video conference. Fabulous, fabulous. And I like that because, you know, it's very inclusive. Everybody gets to talk. Everybody listens to each and every person rather than otherwise, you know, and I... Uh, and it's very, um, I did a workshop about a year ago. And what was very sad about that workshop is that, you know, the first session when everybody came in for the coffee on day one, I saw the men grouping together and I saw the women grouping together. And I said, what is going on? <laughs> like which age, like which generation, which era are we living in? Mm -hmm. And 
And and, I, and then later I, you know, I, I made a remark about that to the woman. And so one of the women, she tried and went to the group of uh, men. This is a team of senior leaders, okay, uh, senior execs. And she was trying hard to get into that conversation with men, but I could see herself kind of like not in the circle. And so what your card game does is somehow it places everybody at the base human level without titles. And everybody gets to know each other and it's extremely inclusive. That's right. Fabulous. So, and now comes the final round. Three great questions. And you already revealed two of them, but if you have to summarize them, three questions that will help someone in their workplace to get to know the other person, what would they be? Okay. One, um, was, one would be, what was your best decision in your job and why? And the other would be, uh, what are you proud of, really? What I asked you earlier. And what gives you energy? Why do you stand up in the morning? And maybe another simple one um, is just, what is your type of humor? What um, do you like to laugh about? Maybe something like this. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. I'll repeat the questions. Uh, what was your best decision? What are you most proud of? What gives you energy to stand up in the morning? And the last, what's your type of humor? What do you enjoy the most? I hope you'll all go out and try at least one of these questions today, right after you listen to, uh, listen to this episode. Uh, thank you so much, Katja, for being here with us. And before we close off, what's your one last message that you'd like to share with the audience? My last message I'd like to share with the audience. Um, if you don't start um, opening up yourself, you cannot expect other people to open up. So try uh, make yourself vulnerable. It's worth it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Katja. Thank you very much for having me. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did. And I hope that you will take one step to move outside your comfort zone and go and ask those really meaningful questions and ask people, how are they really doing? Really, how are they doing? Ask people those questions. What are they most proud of? What kind of projects they like to thrive in? What makes them happy? What makes them frustrated? What do they dislike? We often tend to stick, especially in hybrid working sessions, we often tend to stick to the job and we don't ask that question, what frustrates you? What makes you happy? What makes you smile? And these are important things about the person that we work with. So I hope that you feel inspired to take that one step to ask those important questions to help you understand each other better. In the next couple of weeks, I'll be starting a new Rethink Leadership Bootcamp. If you're interested in changing the way you lead, please get in touch and I'll be happy to send you more details. I look forward to talking to you soon again in two weeks and until then, stay cool.